Once upon a time, once upon a time, there was a vision, a grand narrative, a long drawn out story played by many different characters with many different parts centering around an echidna, one lonely echidna born on Angel Island in the heavens. The blood of his ancestors flows inside him. His duty is to save the flower from evil deterioration. But that wasn't it. It was much more complicated than that, wasn't it? A long story about genetics, inbreeding, too many weird spin-off characters to count, genocide, eugenics. So much. There's so much that goes into what this comic did to Knuckles. But what if, what if it all just disappeared? Folks, welcome to the Archie Sonic Digest, where we will, at long last, be covering the Endangered Species arc. It is a very troubling arc, not necessarily for the events that play out, but behind-the-scenes stuff as well. But that's getting a little ahead of ourselves. I think it's best to just start off with our first issue tonight, Sonic the Hedgehog 243. Flynn and Butler are the creative team. So we begin... There's a classroom on the uh, the Echidna homeland. There's a kid dozing off out the window in the sky. Teacher calls for attention, saying, Your Echidna kind originated here thousands of years ago. And then centuries later, Echidnas founded a colony in Down Under. Between the constant threats of dingo raids, Tasmanian devil dog attacks, and celestial disasters, the choice was made to lift the colony into the sky, becoming Angel Island. And then... After the so-called day of transit, all of Echidna kind is here. So take your seat. But the kid exclaims, hey, there's a giant flying egg in the sky and it's looking right at me. So a couple things to note here. Tasmanian devil. Interesting little point. Dingo raids, obviously, you know, Nazi dingoes. Uh, you know, uh, we, the more we talk about that, the more we can, you know, just laugh. But let's also consider for a fact that all of Echidna kind is in the now called uh, Echidna homeland. Why is Albion not being used? That's a really good question. Uh, we're not going to talk about it right now. Similarly enough, the day of transit they're referring to is the Knuckles Enerjack incident. Again, why are they not name dropping him? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm weird. just reading these comics. This is this is Ian. Ian, yeah, Ian is Ian. just yeah. Ian, Ian was always on top of his shit. Something, something doesn't seem right. No, I don't know. I'm just reading these comics, man. I don't know. So the Death Egg is flying over the homeland, raising it as three days pass. Team Fighters was following its path and comes across the destroyed city. Sonic knows Knuckles is not going to be happy about this. Amy figures Eggman putting random people in danger just to slow us down, though. Well, no one ever said Eggman had class. Tails puts the tornado into a nosedive to head right into the city and dodges fire from a green laser right underneath, coming from Metal Knuckles. Sonic is at least pleased to have variety in things to smash. Sonic goes into homing attack it, 
takes a hit from Metal Knuckles' claws, swiping him down. And it, Sonic's kind of kind of bested. He's like, oh, well, that was just embarrassing. Metal Knuckles claws at the plane, giving it some serious damage. Amy swats it off, but he was able to hit the fuel tank. Tails tells Peepup, do what you can to stem the fuel loss while I try to land. And then when Sonic is caught in the meantime, they crash land directly on. But they're fine. Any landing we can walk away from, etc., etc., Sonic says. Tails figures the repairs what they need. We're not going to be able to leave this island anytime soon, but T-Pup can do his best to repair while we check the place out. So team fighters go into the city, and the place is uh not looking too hot. Didn't look too hot beforehand, but now it's not looking too hot. And they come across a tank. Sonic immediately goes in to smash it, as some echidna have cornered some of Eggman's army. Team Fighters introduces themselves. The person leading this charge, Remington, the former leader of the echidna police. Yeah, well, you know, it's crazy that that Remington is just sort of back in the story. Like, we haven't really seen him for a long time. I didn't really have any strong feelings about him as a character. I mean, he's a cop, so you know. (laughs) Right, 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 of course. Uh, Not only the cop, is he's the sheriff. He's the top cop. Hmm. Yeah, you see. Hmm. Ah, yes. Remington says that uh, that he's the leader of this group. He's been trying to reach Angel Island for days, but got no response, you know, considering everything that's been going on. Remington says that things were stable until a couple days ago. The victims of the Day of Transit, including those who left Leyenda, banded together here to build a community, and the surviving tribesmen helped us adjust here to the more rustic environment, and his troops have been doing his best to maintain order. So... Folks, I'm going to be a little transparent here. Part of the problem with doing a podcast about comic books, we are an audio format trying to relay a visual medium. So there's a bit of a situation here. Some things kind of get lost in translation, but I do want to point something out here. On this page, there's a lot of font changes to the text. I don't know if you can tell, Aaron. I know you are looking at it right now. Yeah, I am. You're right. There, There is a lot of altered text. Um, this is very interesting. What what's what's going on here? I don't know. I just read it, and I just saw. Hey, a lot of text changes here. What's happening here? The font, the uh, sizings, some bold text here and there. It's very interesting. That's just interesting. What's What's even more interesting is Remington is not referring to his troops by name, right? Only simply as troops. Which, you know, it's a minor thing, but there's something, I don't know, something feels off. This this doesn't feel right. Three days ago was the start of the Eggman invasion, led by Leyenda, and stayed behind with the troops, including the robot version of the Guardian. After the initial attack, Eggman himself just moved on. So now our base is in this theater. We can hold ourselves down for now, but the energy has captured the matriarch and most citizens. Well, Sonic sees that the defenses are good, but you're not going to stand a chance with heavy artillery. Remington knows that. He's trying to make an appeal to the Mersean king to hide the citizens in the forest. Amy says, oh, the king's definitely going to help you. But now that we're here, we can uh, bump you up on the timetable. Remington, though, adds, why didn't we get a more prompt response from Angel Island? And Sonic breaks it to him. You know the Eggman attack on the island? They, they're now more rustic than you guys are right now. All of Knuckles' family are gone. He's all that's left. Remington, uh, brings down, to put it lightly, uh, Sonic blatantly saying, well, sorry, do you have a better way to break that kind of news? Damn, dude. I I don't know, man. Kind of sus. 
Remington, though, stands up, tries to face the situation with resolve, with assurances from Tails. Right now, our mission is to rescue the Matriarch. With a few preparations, we should be able to move. Pray that they haven't been legionized yet. And then we move on to see the, uh, the notes. The notes say Eggman Army Encampment, along with Lane Daw herself. Took an extra day to build the comms tower, but she radios in. So here's your status report, Doctor. We captured most of the citizens along with the matriarch of the city. Eggman just screams, the who? Uh, the current head of government. We have her advisors as well. Okay, are they legionized yet? Uh, we'll legionize them after we put down what's left for the resistance. Then Eggman says, you better not be dragging your feet on this one. You know what's at stake if you fail. Landau becomes increasingly nervous, saying that none of them will not come to that. Landau fumbles the bag again, calling it right now. Right now, because this character has never not fumbled the bag. Eggman says he's sure that this bag will not be fumbled, as he's en route to the Arctic refueling station. After that, I better get good news when I'm done. Eggman out. And with that, Landau is cemented in her fear. But she walks out into a prison hall, talking to both army and prisoner alike, saying the future is looking bright, and when all is said and done, I will be the new matriarch, and all echidnas will no longer be divided by distance, faction, or belief. But then, a voice is heard, saying her kind was always the one who sowed chaos. We were getting along just fine until you showed up. It's Knuckles who will keep us safe, not you. That voice being Laura Lee, Knuckles' mother. And Landa then goes ham. Yeah, the Knuckles who didn't protect you from being enslaved, found nowhere during the day of transit, hasn't even shown himself here. Why should we listen to you? You're only the matriarch because of your connection to Knuckles. You have no governing experience. Laura Lee emphasizes she has faith in Knuckles, the one who fought Eggman instead of allying with him, protecting our society instead of terrorizing us, falling apart in their own civil war, and reduced to a handful of lunatics and flunkies. Then Landa grabs her face, saying, You are only still here because of your status, you pompous woman. You wouldn't be as smug if you knew who Knuckles was. Whew. Then, one of Lane Daw's guys show up, screaming, We are under attack! Outside, we see Sonic bursting through a wall, leading the charge with Remington to free civilians from their egg prison pods. Sonic wants to rush in to destroy an attack, but Tails swoops in and disassembles it before he can even get to it. They haven't found the Matriarch and her aides yet, so they must be inside. Then they take fire from turrets from above. Remington calls for them to be taken out. Tails doing just that by swooping down and just moving the marksmen away. Amy says fighting these guys really isn't the same as fighting badniks. You know, feels a little off. But Sonic says, yeah, yeah, that's what, I, that's what I've been saying, man. Dang. Remington tells team fighters, we gotta push in deeper. That's definitely where the matriarch is. As Lay and Daw figures with Sonic here, Eggman is definitely setting her up to fail. And she does not want that. Activate the defenses. Outside, near Sonic, a rod pops out of the ground. It discharges electricity, causing both Remington and Landau's troops to be frozen in place. Amy's able to smash it and freeze people as Sonic runs in, finds Landau, and she tells Sonic, you need to leave, this doesn't concern you. But he says, whenever Eggman's involved, this is my problem. But then, then Landau's eyes spark, and from her hands, she discharges an electric whip and starts smacking Sonic around. Eggman did this after he rebuilt me, but Sonic's resolve is unbroken. It'll take more than that to stop him. Landau figures as much. And then orders Metal Knuckles to come in from the ceiling. This should turn things in my favor. Oh yeah, yeah. That might make things harder for me. 
leading Sarin to take a hit from Metal Knuckles. He's flung to the other side of the room. And the final scene is basically the same as the last scene from the last issue, Story B. Knuckles gets the SOS on Angel Island, and he uses the warp ring to go to the Echidna homeland. That is the end of 243. Not a lot to say right now. (laughs) 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 This is just a very interesting story. I wonder how things could go. I wonder where the story will go from here, you know? You know, we got Lay and Da, we got the Echidnas, you know, it's always interesting when they're here, I wonder what could happen, right? Yeah, this feels weird. Very weird. Speaking of weird, Sonic the Hedgehog, issue 244, Flynn and Butler, the creative team. We open! Knuckles has arrived in Albion, deserted, completely, looking around, calling out, asking where all the Echidnas are, and then he sees a flash. A warp ring flash, wondering, wait, there were hundreds of echidnas here. Why can't I find anyone? So we cut back to a flashback of Thrash, the Tasmanian devil. If you remember who that is, all the way back when we had our little arc with Knuckles in the post-Enerjack incident where he is trying to find out where the hell Finitivus is. Thrash was one of the characters in the Down Under Freedom Fighters. And if you remember, he made mention of a quest, didn't he? That's right, he sure did. So why is he here? Offering the Echidnas some form of salvation with warp rings? The Flash comes up again. Knuckles running through the city, finding another one, running from place to place. What is that? It sounds like... And then he comes across the tornado. T-Pup guarding it from what seems to be a, 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 a little wolf of, like, like what, what is this speed? Do you, do you know? Hmm, I've never seen anything like it before, truth be told. It's like a little, very vicious looking, uh, dog. Like a, like, like a, like a wolf or a jackal of some kind. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. When Knuckles shoes it away, Knuckles essentially asks, hey, this robot dog must be one of Tails' machines. Can you show me where they went? So, T-Pup leads the way. And brings Knuckles to Sonic, Tails, and Amy out cold on the ground. They're being sniffed at by another one of those dogs. And it's chased away as they come in. So Knuckles shakes them all awake. Says, Sonic, what's what's going on here? Sonic just says, man, I don't... The last thing I remember was fighting Metal Knuckles. And then the scene pans away. And they see it turned off, lying down on the ground. Hey, something really weird is sticking out in here. Wait a minute, where, where is, why the hell is Linda not in this scene anymore? Yeah, where is she? Huh. For that matter, where's Remington? Where are all where, the, echidna all the, the echidnas? Yeah, you know? Where are they? Huh, this is getting weirder and weirder by the second. And uh, Knuckles only comments about Metal Knuckles. Oh, well, since I can, you know, wipe the floor with you. Sonic just goes, ah, shut up. Knuckles says Espio has been keeping tabs on Numa Metropolis. How goes the search for Sally? We're working on it. We had to save your people first. Yeah, about that. Why did you guys just decide to take a nap here? Tails begins to explain. Sonic was knocked out first by Metal Knuckles, so Amy and Tails split up. Amy fights Metal Knuckles head on. Tails looking to see if he can figure out a way to shut down these electric stasis fields. As Tails looks through the control panel he found. The thing looks like a mess, but maybe I can turn the frequency back on them. And he's able to do it, but it works a little too well. The rods send out waves of electricity, knocking out both friend and foe alike. So that explains it. 
Sonic figures it was just a forced timeout. But Knuckles says if there are so many echidnas fighting here, where did everybody go? Now, again, we, we need to talk about the visual medium of this. Every shot, there is not an echidna to be found besides Metal Knuckles, Sonic, Amy, and Tails. And conveniently, in this flashback, Thrash. Thrash moves through, looking around at everyone, trying to figure out what's going on, seeing Metal Knuckles, throwing him off, picking up Amy, taking her to a safe place, same with Sonic and Tails, telling them to rest easy, because echidnas bring nothing but misery to everyone. You're telling me, buddy. (laughs) And all he says is... There you go, mates. Rest easy. Let old Thrash take care of everything now. Now then, to clean up the garbage. What? What is this? Garbage? What? Uh, Uh, in the present, Amy wonders who could have moved them if everyone was gone. Sonic says none of this is making sense. We were fighting side by side with your echidna buddies, fighting the Jokers in black pajamas against your crazy half-great honor Whatever. Knuckles says they are the only ones he found so far. Besides some... He calls them devil dogs. So those are the dogs that we've been seeing earlier on. And weird flashes of light every now and again. Sonic says he knows refugees were going to the docks, but Knuckles was just there. So he asks for backup. Can T-Pup patch into Angel Island? And Tails does it, but when he calls, there's no response from Julie Sue. He talked to her just a couple hours ago when he was setting up the comm center, so asked to call Nicole. She would have talked to his team last. And Nicole answers. She called the island herself. No response. Oh, well, maybe she intercepted the signal and went ahead of us? Knuckles says there's no way she could have. Only me and Vector have warp rings right now. Then it starts to rain. Knuckles realizes something is very wrong here. Sonic says, well, I think it's best to just team up with us for now. We'll figure it out together. And by the way... You said flashes of light? Maybe, you know, the warp rings are involved. You think maybe it could be Finny? What's his name? Finitivus. It crossed my mind, but if it was him, why would he leave you alone? Good point. He's got just as much reason to hate you too. So who else has a warp ring? We now flash back to days ago. Thrash breaking in to what seems to be Finitivus's lab? Looking through for notes about... The Echidna Homeland and how to supercharge a warp ring. We cut back to the present. Sonic, Tails, and Knuckles are running, looking around until they see somebody. It's Thrash, putting someone else into a warp ring. Takes a big sigh of relief, and that's the last of them. Knuckles exclaims that, Hey, there you are, Thrash. You better have some answers. What's going on with the warp ring? You know, we were in Down Under and he was helping out the Freedom Fighters. Like, what's going on? And he says, well, righto. And after that bit of business, I took up me old quest, which is now all done. Thanks in part to you, Knuckles. And so... (laughs) So, uh... I've been waiting for this for so long. For so long. Thrash explains... You let me keep that warp ring I found after our little adventure in Down Under. That helped me take care of those girls you had posted at the Master Emerald. And that helped me take care of all the echidnas in your homeland. Wh- what? Where are they? Gone. Never to trouble this world again. So thanks. 
Now we're even. Folks, I'm just gonna let you know something. He's not lying. All of them. Every single Echidna character is gone, except for Knuckles. You know how uh, in, in Sega's lore, Knuckles is the last of the Echidnas? Well, yeah, this is the situation we're in right now with... And Knuckles, um, when Knuckles hears those words, Knuckles lunges at Thrash. He screams, bring them back, as Thrash is pinned to the ground. But he then screams no with his sonic scream and throws Knuckles off. I'm just a man, so I'm letting you live. Remember that. But Sonic spin dashes into Thrash's back to defend Knuckles. I let you have your villain speech and let Knuckles have the first shot. Thrash says this has nothing to do with you, Sonic. But Sonic insists, last chance to bring the echidnas back before I run you into the ground. Oh, well in that case, uh, my answer is, and then Thrash Sonic screams at him, knocking him away. All the while, little for a little ways away, a Kredzu vine slithers out from the rock, wraps itself around metal knuckles, and possesses it. Says, Sonic, I'm back! That's the end of 244. That ending with the Kredzu vine, that's a little out of nowhere in my opinion. We just kind of uh, witnessed the extinction of the Echidna race. How many characters? In total? Yeah. In total, 246. Can you think about that for a second? Like, just like, 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 I want you to think about all the nonsense that we've talked about on this show, right? How many, how much of this show has been dedicated to that? Gone. Like that. You're probably asking yourself, what? But why? Ian clearly worked around it. He, he, he had plot lines set up with a lot of these characters. He just embraced it. He was okay with it, even if a lot of the characters were complete fucking dog shit, and a lot of the concepts were really fucking stupid, right? Right, right. Right? So, why? Well, we're not talking about that right now. We're gonna have to wait on that one, folks. So, that's 244. I think, uh, let's see what the hell is going on here. Sonic 245, once again, Flynn Butler of the creative team. The battle between Team Fighters and Knuck- plus Knuckles and Thrash continues. They're evenly matched, but then we move a few moments ago. The Kredzu possessed a crab meat badnik after being defeated by team fighters a while ago, adapted to build an immunity to water. The Kredzu enters the Eggman army base looking for support, but it's abandoned. Came all this way to this base in the middle of nowhere for this. But it finds the body of Metal Knuckles. Sees it's still mostly intact. Then after uh, wrapping its way around it, reroutes some circuits comes to possess its body, and now targets Sonic. Meanwhile, Knuckles and Thrash are still in their fight. Knuckles once again demanding he bring back the Echidnas. The people are innocent in all this, but Thrash responds, my people were innocent too. This is my life's work, and now we are even. But Knuckles doesn't understand. What do you mean, even? Well, now we're both the last of our kind. My people used to flourish on Down Under. Then your people came along and turned them all into lab experiments. Then he points to his devil dogs, and that's the result. No one remembers why it happened, not that they had the right to do it at all. Mums and dads begin to sire pups instead of babies, each generation as we're bred out of existence. And the stories of how this happened to us was passed down. Eye for an eye, mate! The last of the Tasmanian Devils, and now the last of the Echidnas. Knuckles pauses, looks at the Devil Dogs, 
and punches one saying, that's idiotic. This was generations ago. No one around here even knew about that. If you didn't do this, we could have done something to reverse the damage. Now because of you, we're both extinct. Thrasher's reply, don't lay this at my feet. Your kind started all this. Give him enough time, they'd do it again. He's not wrong. I finished it. And Knuckles punches back, I'm still standing. The two keep going at it. And I'm going to make the uh, you bring the echidnas back. One of the uh, hellhound pups attacking Knuckles. Also, most importantly, Thrash says, Thanks, sis. <sighs> oh, yeah. Oh, Jesus. Knuckles tells Sonic, keep the devil dogs off me. And leads Sonic to call team fighters for a plan. Sonic wants Tails and Amy to rapid spin like tops and charge into the devil dogs. And they do so, leading Sonic to corral them. They're a little dizzy, a little taken out, but, you know, good job, guys. Knuckles continues fighting Thrash. He says, you took everything from me, the love of my life. You robbed it all from me because of your stupid obsession. Thrash calls it justice, but Knuckles cuts him off, throwing him into the mud. And then Sonic finishes corralling the devil dogs in a makeshift kennel. Tails calls it well executed. Amy's a little nauseous from the top move. I don't understand how you and Tails can spin like this. Jesus Christ. Well, <laughs> Knuckles has Thrash pinned to the ground. Your devil dogs are beaten. It's over. Bring back my people now. Thrash goes, oh, I, I should have figured that I can't win against you in a fair fist fight. So I won't use my fists. And then Thrash pulls off his sonic scream. The force throws Knuckles off of him and it's continuous. The best Knuckles can do is just claw himself onto the ground to keep his position. Though, Knuckles, using his spines on his fists, claws his way up to Thrash and knocks him out, landing him at Sonic's feet. His last words are, this is why we don't mess with Knuckles. And then, then we see someone else's perspective. Someone who we have not seen in the story yet. He, they're spying on them, saying, looks like all is going well, and it looks like I won't even need to reveal myself. Tails and Amy are seen looking on Thrash's body for his warp ring, but at the last minute, comes in the Crudzu-possessed Metal Knuckles, tangling Tails and Amy by the necks with his vines. Hey, Sonic, remember me? The Crudzu taunts the team, but they all charge in immediately, as this spy is only able to observe and report, but with Sonic's team on the ropes, it looks like he might need to get involved. Crudzu Metal Knuckles throws the four off his sides, Thrash wakes up with the warp ring in hand, he's trying to run away, and then... He tries to leave in his ring portal, but Knuckles is about to catch him as he leaves and follows him through the portal. Knuckles says sorry to leave them behind, but Sonic tells him, get a move on, we'll handle this. Crudzu Metal Knuckles taunts them again. They can't push him back, and I already got rid of that water weakness, and I'm acting on Eggman's orders, so there's no one here to help. However, Sonic does a light speed attack all around the Crudzu and chops its enhancements down, leaving it somewhat base. Sonic says he smashed everything he's using, and there are no badniks here. You're literally made a fail. Crudzu says, though, he doesn't need badniks. Any machinery will do. As it coils the ground, grabbing anything made of metal, traps and tools alike, and turns itself into a kaiju of a monster, once again calling itself the Crudzu Hybrid Hydra. But then, a black and gold ball, homing attacks it, knocks it to the ground, Team Fighters are really surprised to see who it is. It's some kind of metal Sonic? Sonic says, no way. And then our good friend, Shard. Yes way. Do you know how hard it is to track you guys down? That's the end of 245. And uh, 
Shard, coming in a little out of nowhere, if you ask me, right? Yeah, but hey, I mean... I'm not complaining, cool, don't get cool, me wrong. Cool, cool original character that everyone really likes is here. Yay! As all the original characters that people didn't really like died. <laughs> <laughs> huh, what a, that's a gamer moment uh, <laughs> I don't know it feels like with this arc the rug keeps getting pulled out from under us the, each comic feels pretty distinct I mean it in the way of like this doesn't feel like things are naturally flowing you know what I mean it feels like there's a um, there's something there's something fucking with the comics which is interesting because it do, it seems like we're just getting this. this, this isn't like Ian Right? Right. Ian builds up. Ian actually has meaningful, like, tension and decision-making. And this is all just kind of happening. Yeah, this it's very unlike Ian. Very, very unlike Ian. Regardless, let's carry on. Sonic 246, Flynn and Butler are the creative team, once again. Sonic's surprised to see this shard. And he sees the Power Gem core recognizing it this is the original mecha sonic eggman must have rebuilt him let's take him down but shard just goes hey whoa whoa, whoa stop listen stop hey look i i kind of like saved you you know sonic says yeah so you can take me down yourself is that it tails takes a swing at shard but shard tells him hey whoa no stop i saved you from the volcano remember yeah you trapped us there in the first place then amy swings at him reminding shard how he kidnapped her but shard says listen look i'm here to help you right now ah this i should not have revealed myself this is why but then the kredzu hybrid gets back up entangling the four of them in its vines and then when it sees the rogue metal sonic tends to incorporate him into the hybrid so with that shard pleads listen sonic you taught me the value of life and i'm here willing to risk mine to save yours but i can't fight this chump and you at the same time then the two exchange a look and Sonic decides, let's take Vinezill on a few laps around the island. And Shard follows Sonic's lead. And Shard says, only if you can keep up. Oh, duh, don't even start, buddy. Then with Amy and Tails freed, they try to figure out how to defeat the Crudzu. Developed a water immunity, so we gotta find something else. Then Tails has an idea. It's risky, but let's see where it goes. He wants to use the Devil Dogs to attack the Crudzu. He goes to them and talks, listen... I- I'm pretty sure you guys are intelligent, so let me exchange an idea with you. We're all at risk here, so just hear me out, because it kind of seems like your old boss isn't coming back anytime soon. The next scene is in Down Under, labeled the Tasmanian Ruins. Knuckles and Thrash continue their battle through the warp ring. Knuckles throws him through the wall of a house, and on the other side, Thrash is seen collecting himself, but inside, Knuckles sees an old, frail... Tasmanian devil woman who looks more like Thrash does. Uh, devil dogs next to her. And she says nothing. 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 There's nothing that she says. But she simply raises her finger slowly and points at Knuckles as he slowly puts his hands up. Well! Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Holy shit. That, that's some... Folks, that is some generational trauma we just witnessed. Thrash gets back up. Sonic screams at Knuckles, and he dodges. And then the two race back into the warp ring, climbing in. Meanwhile, Sonic and Shard are still dragging at the Kredzu hybrid around. Sonic asks Shard, Hey, how were you able to survive being encased in magma? Yeah, well, how many times have you cheated death? Something about you and a black hole generator? 
But don't change the subject. How are you here? It's a secret to everyone. Dude, drop the cryptic act. But Shard says, listen, I honestly can't say. There are too many others relying on me to keep some secrets. Well, then how am I supposed to trust you? Well, you can trust Uncle Chuck, can't you? Sonic is a little dumbfounded when he said that, and Shard thinks, man, that guy's not going to be happy when he hears me name drop him like that. Kind of don't think he likes me anyway. <laughs> uh, Shard says he's under orders to follow team fighters and make sure you guys are on track to saving Sally. Sonic says we keep getting sidetracked. Eggman's not making it easy. Case in point with the Crudzu. Shard figures, uh, well, what we need to do now, save the day. Look cool while we're doing it. Sonic says, oh, well, come on, that's my job. Yeah, well, I learned from the best. More like you copied the best. But Tails and Amy should have figured something out by now. I, I love this interaction. It's the two of them playing off each other so well. Two Sonics, one might even say. It's very cute. <laughs> yeah, I know Sonic feels like he's just looking into a mirror right now, especially with how he acts. <laughs> I love it. It's a great scene. No, no, no. It's, it's a great scene. I, I love I love Shard. I love him so much. He's really fun. So Amy's in position. They stop on a dime, throwing the Kredzu right to her, and she knocks it away with her hammer, crashing through several buildings. But it's going to take more than that to defeat it, says the Kredzu. Tails thought as much. Sends the devil dogs out to attack it. I would like to point out that the panel of the devil dogs attacking the Kredzu is stunning. It is extremely well made. It's almost like horrific in a way, but it's super well done. Very, very, very pretty panel. It's really gruesome. And the Kudzu is screaming, oh, sweet, merciful Eggman. And gets shocked by lightning, killing it. But the dogs are not stopping tearing into it. And Sonic figures, oh, Jesus Christ, this is a hideous sight. Tails figured this was a, a, a whole enemy of my enemy kind of situation. So that's where, you know, it ended. Meanwhile, Knuckles and Thrash are beating the shit out of each other. Literally, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth on the White Acropolis Peak until an avalanche comes down and Thrash throws the warp ring. Knuckles finding himself running through back to Angel Island. He jumps through the ring and attempts to get out. Successfully, I might add. Knuckles grabs the ring, jumps back up to the island on the Master Emerald platforms, throws the ring out, and can't go through. As the Chaotix, triumphant in their victory, appear right next to him. They're all so happy. Hey, Nux, look who we found. You know, Mighty's happy to see his friend again. Good to see you again, Rad Red. You know, SBO wondering what's going on. Hey, what's up with the empty warp ring? Charmy playing in the little bit of snow that was dropped from White Acropolis. Mighty asking where the girls are, and you know what's the what's the gun doing here? All of a sudden, what what is happening? And Knuckles just snaps, screaming and fracturing the Angel Island platform on the ground as the Chaotix come to comfort him. Knuckles failed again. Thrash is nowhere to be found. He can't find. Oh my god. Oh fuck. <laughs> oh my god. What the folks. It's not looking pretty. It's not looking pretty, but, uh, oh, God. Huh. huh. I'm, I'm just in disbelief. Unfortunately, though, the Crudzu's still standing. Just barely, though. It only has the head of the metal knuckles on it, but it's not done yet. Sonic and Tails do a cross-homing attack on the vines. Shard blasts through it with its arm cannon, knocks the metal knuckles head off, leaving Amy to smash it. 
In the end, though, Sonic finds all that's left of the Crudzu, a little sproutling trying to slither away to plant him where no tech can be found. Shard comes in, and Sonic says, oh, great, well, here comes the vile but inevitable betrayal. Shard says, no, 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 listen. The Crudzu is able to manipulate machines. What if we find a way to see if we can save Sally with it? Sonic uh, is like, huh? What? Tails actually agrees. Says, you know, that might work. We'd manufacture the Crudzu's next step to be a de-robotization agent. Wait, you mean you use the Crudzu to make, like, an antibody? Can we even do that? I don't know, but this could be the breakthrough we need. Okay. I, I actually like this concept. It's taking an old idea that we've sort of played around with and doing a a unique spin on it. I like that. I like that. Yeah, we're recontextualizing once again. An, an Ian classic, if I do say so myself. Shard, though, is a little concerned. He says, wait a minute. Did, did you guys not have a plan for once you get Sally? Tails admits, yeah, we kind of didn't really have one. We've been so busy putting out the fires Eggman started, we've just been trying to keep up. Shard just responds, uh-huh. Since one of my bosses is deeply concerned with the Sally situation, I'm just going to take the sprout back and just call it Plan B, okay? So, Shard, going to go back to New Mobitropolis. While you finish the mission, well, looks like recycling old tech has saved us twice today. Shard responds, happy to be a service. And then the team decompresses. Amy gives a very apt monologue. You know, I remember this place... When everything was intact, it was so beautiful, so full of life. Bunny was still with us, and Antoine was... And now, poor Knuckles. We'll make it right. All of it. I don't know how or when, but we'll find a way. Heck, if this plan works to save Sally, maybe we can use the Crudzu tech on a warp ring and bring back the Echidnas. For now, though, we just gotta keep moving forward. They did not find a way to bring back the Echidnas. <sighs> we meant it. They're gone. They, they're gone, gone. They're not coming back. This is just going to have to be the world that we live in. Or maybe not. We'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll yeah. see. Well, uh, we got to keep the ball rolling. Tails hopes T-Pup got the tornado up and running. Shard offers to help with the repairs. Admitting, he says, I'm going to be honest. I kind of needed to install a tracker on you guys anyway. So uh, Tails does not know for sure. But Shard only responds with, look, man, I'm sorry about the volcano thing, okay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah at least at least he knows he's just being honest they all take off shard separates from them and as he gets away from them he calms into secret hq mission accomplished i guess i put the tracker on the tornado and it looks like they're headed for the northern tundra ace does that mean anything to you and then we see silver he's surrounded himself with books and the poster director who gave him it does mean something to him he's almost out of time that's the end of issue 246, but before we go on, um, I, we, we kind of do have to talk about this. So, folks, listen. This, this story was very weird. Weird in the sense of, like, this is not what we normally get from Ian. And this story was incredibly fucked up, and I can tell you this much. This is not how things were supposed to play out. Now, yeah. normally, normally this would be the part of the podcast where I say, guys, I did the research. I'm going to tell you what I know, how things are supposed to play out. Oh, that was cool. And then we move on with our lives. <laughs> uh, that's a really, really funny joke. Yeah, we can't do that this time. Because the reason is, uh, 
We're doing an entire episode on it. <laughs> We've gestured to it a lot, but there's a, there's a little lawsuit going on around this time, and it's, uh, well... It does not have, much like this story, that story does not have a happy ending. We, we have two more comics to go, but we need to warn you, this is the end of everything we know right now Yep. in, in the comic. And, and folks, uh, do have a little list here. We, we, like I mentioned, 246 individual characters have been removed from the Archie Sonic canon. Namely, Remington, Julie Sue, and Leon Da, Knuckles' own mother, <laughs> Knuckles' baby infant brother. It's a lot, guys. It's... The only character who really deserved it out of all of them was Linda. Thank you, God. <laughs> Sorry, I can't give you guys that that clearance right now, but you'll get it. You'll get it. You will. You will understand. All right. So, final two comics: Sonic Universe issue fifty, where we are doing a very interesting and probably this is probably my favorite comic of the episode. Welcome. To the Shard-centric issue. Woo! So, Shard gets his own cover for issue 50. Metal Sonic gets his own cover for issue 50. So, uh, I think think it's time we have a little Metal Sonic showdown. Oh, boy. Now, this comic begins. Flynn and Yardley are the creative team, of course. A few days ago, the initial attack of New Mobotropolis by Team Metal. The army is moving people to safety as they fight off badniks. As a black blur crashes through them, destroying it. Metal Sonic was en route to attack Heavy and Bomb, but just as Heavy was about to lob Bomb into Metal Sonic, Shard comes in quick to entangle it into the sky. Shard figures this Metal Sonic must be the 6th or 7th replacement, as Metal Sonic fires a laser from its chest. Shard thinks it's cute, but next time, put your laser on an appendage that can aim. Blast Metal Sonic into the ground, holding its head in its hand, except no imitations. Then. This recording stops. Five second playback on a loop. Shard on repeat saying, except no imitations. Now today, Eggman is in his lab reviewing video files. Not happy to see that the free will algorithm that was removed to present Metal Sonic from turning into that, but realizes that it was the edge it needed. So now I'm stuck repairing Metal Sonic again. Orbot figures this is why he's been utilizing Mecha Sally so much. Complex thought bent to your will. Don't sass me. Well, Cubot, though, says the data download to the Power Gem has been finished. Eggman takes it. So much data into the rarest element available. Aside from the Chaos Emeralds, boss, and aside from them. This is your last Power Gem, boss. I know that! Then Eggman installs the Power Gem core into Metal Sonic, and it comes online. It even has a voice processor this time. Metal Sonic version 3.7 online. Registering multiple defeats. Not acceptable. Eggman says with this experience, Metal can use both its power and its free will algorithm to reach full potential. Metal is given new orders. Target this rogue robot. Metal is not happy, though. That's not Sonic. That is not my target. Then Metal shuts down, then reboots. Target acknowledge. Eggman very happy to see that he installed the Defiance kill switch correctly. Oh, if only I could have installed that into your predecessor. Or Gamma. Or Omega. If only I could install that into Snively. Ah, back to business. We'll go retire that older robot. Ah, I, I, I sure do love when, uh, when, when they bring up Snively here. Uh, would be a shame if he was just to disappear. Oh boy. Meanwhile, 
aboard the tornado. Sonic is showing his distress. You know, it's really sad Knuckles losing his people like that and then meeting Mecha Sonic Shard again like that. Man, I raced against him for my life and for your guys' life too. He's a killer robot, but he saved us and helped us beat the Crudzu. Tails admits he was creeped out by him too, but he did show his good side. Sacrificed himself for once once, and I'm just glad he's getting a second chance. Helped them out when they needed it. I, I just worry, you know. You know, that's a lot of power in someone who's trying to figure out if he's still a good guy or a bad guy. And Sonic thinks back to a lot of further instances. Metal Sonic, Shard, weirdly enough, even Scourge. Very interesting how Sonic keeps thinking back to him. I mean, th he got a little affected during that arc, I think. Well, we, we go to a different scene. New Mobotropolis' Datascape. Shard is seen firing his arm cannon saying, It's over, Nicole. The city is mine. And his arm cannon destroys a pawn chess piece. Nicole saying, Shard, there are no lasers in chess. Yeah, not in real chess, but this is the digital world. There's no worries about collateral damage. So then, Shard goes in to take pawn. Check. Nicole walks out to him. Checkmate. Ah, alright, you got me. But how about another round? Nicole's willing, but why do you spend so much time in here? Not that I mind having another AI to interact with, but don't you want to go spend time in the real world? Shard, though, admits, I don't think I'm ready. Besides being a secret agent and infamous killer robot, a little hard to socialize. Nicole, though, disagrees. The Freedom Fighters see you as a teammate and someone to trust, not a tool. Shard figures that the city just went through a Metal Sonic invasion. But Nicole responds that the citizens, they don't have fond memories of me either during the Iron Invasion. But they came to forgive me. They can do the same for you, you know? Shard figures says, that's because you've been here for the longest. Sonic can vouch for you. What can Sonic say for me? Yeah, yeah, he tried to kill me but before, but like, it's all good, man. You know? <laughs> or Sonic can say that you defied your programming to become something greater that you were. Shard is touched by that, saying, man, I don't get how someone can code someone as perfect as... Then it's Nicole stops him. There's a proximity alarm. Uh, something is attacking the city. So Shard prepares to head out. Is the shield up? No, it came too fast and something is interfering with my commands for the nanites. Figures out that it was Metal Sonic. Shard gets up. Metal Sonic's at the hospital and Team Freedom's on their way to respond. So Shard jets over, rushes in, finds a blown out wall in the hospital where Metal Sonic is holding Antoine at death point. And this Metal Sonic is saying he's going to finish the job. <sighs> so uh, Shard drops down. Hey there. How about we take this outside? Negative. Previous objective unfulfilled. Really? You're that big of a wuss? Come on, Sleeping Beauty. There is no challenge. Let's keep this bot to bot, mecha to metal, brother to brother. Brother, challenge accepted. So they fly off as Team Freedom comes running in and asks, wait, what, what happened? Now, very fittingly, they rush off to what is called the Great Wastes, formerly Not Whole Village. Wow. <laughs> How? Not only that, Metal calls it the proof of robotic superiority. Uh, that's the way to look at it, I guess. Shard's response. Uh-huh. If organics are so inferior, why do we aspire to be more like them? And don't deny it. You've got more of a spark to you than the last time. I was upgraded. Perfected. Perfect. Huh? Nothing. They fear us. I'm working to turn that around. And you smashing up hospitals isn't helping, bro. Irrelevant, brother. 
the two robots lock eyes and they just start going at it. Full page spread, I might add. Two. Two full page spread. It is gorgeous how good this looks. This is honestly some of the best artworks. It's 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 incredible. Metal is dodging Shard's laser cannon. Shard's hitting Metal with a hammer shot. Metal scratches Shard's face and, and Shard is blasting Metal via his power gem core. Then Shard prepares to fire another shot from his arm cannon saying that he has a superior armaments. As Metal replays something from his memory banks, he remembers a scene of Shadow fighting a Metal Sonic as he threw a rock into his own arm cannon. Metal proceeds to copy that trick, throws a rock into Shard's cannon, at the same time it fires, causing a power overload. So Shard figures we gotta do the old school. Charges up a spin dash. Metal then again pulls from the memory banks of Sonic homing attacking and Sonic doing a cross slash spin dash attack. Leaving Metal to activate his black gem defense matrix. Causing Shard to rebound and be knocked away. It's not looking too hot for Shard. Metal's closing in to defeat him. Then to destroy the city and all inside. And Shard does a risky play. He fires his cannon with the rock still lodged inside and making the rock into a, some kind of cannon ammo. This makes Metal pull the file of him being defeated in Blaze's world by Marine, destroyed by a cannonball. Metal fires its chest cannon, destroying the rock and the energy that it came with. Shard is hurt even worse. Metal walks toward him, calling himself Superior. Metal has Shard in his hand, ready to tear him apart. As Shard tries to appeal to him, it doesn't have to be like this. Take this from me, man. There's more to life than Priority 1 Hedgehog. You have the same inner spark. You can grow it too to be a more than a weapon or tool. Then Shard pulls from the memory files all the way back from Sonic Universe Issue 1. Shadow tells Metal, you are more than a weapon or a tool, something only for misery or destruction. That caused Metal to stop, but goes back to his directive. Shard's disappointed to see Eggman rob him of that kind of potential as well. You're going to kill him if I don't stop you here and now. And, uh, oh, look at that. My auto repair is done. His cannon's all fixed up and blasts Metal away. Shard then flies up toward Metal, turns his laser cannon into a drill, says, I'm sorry I have to do this, brother, but I have to take you down. Shard pins Metal to the ground, about to drill at the power gem core, blaming Eggman for making him do this. Metal realizes Shard's cannon arm is adaptive, problematic, activates his burst shield, which cuts off Shard's cannon arm, removing that advantage. Shard's though says, if I go, we're going together, and rushes into him. The two fly in the air, they tussle. Metal warns Shard's self-termination is imminent, but Shard says, this is not about me. It never was, and since you don't understand that, I have to put you down. Shard makes that last-ditch attempt for Metal Sonic's power gem core, but his hand is taken off of it, and they crash into the ground together. Metal figures with all the data in the core, it's his weakness, and opts to self-destruct. With Shard so close to him, that's the do serious damage. And it goes off. Shard is badly damaged, just barely holding on to life, and calls Nicole. Metal was defeated. I need emergency pickup. Shard also warns them that Metal is more dangerous than ever before. Eggman can rebuild him, but he's more than just a weapon now. Finally. Shard, his power gem core is cracked. Says, Nicole, your fades. Then in the death egg, Metal Sonic walks out of the repair chamber. Mission report. Metal says the target was destroyed. Now calculation flight path in Numo Metropolis. Says, ah, 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 hold off. We can leave that to the Tails doll. We are en route to the Arctic refueling station. Metal then changes his priority to Sonic, but says, ah, hold off. 
I got bigger plans for you. You are to head off to the interdimensional gateway. You are to meet with a more base villain like yourself. You like him. Eggman tells Metal, ah, don't pout. You've been perfective. You can think as viciously as you can attack. You are my undying, heartless weapon of misery and despair. How do you like that? And then Metal begins to walk. Mission objective acceptable. All will pay. And that is the end of that story. However, I do want to point something out. This book was sold as a double-length issue, although the second half of the book is actually a reprint of Sonic number 25, which was the Sonic CD adaption, and Metal Sonic's first appearance retroactively Shard's first appearance. Which is a great issue. I love I love that issue. I read it when I was a much younger lad via the uh the the serials where they uh they had all that stuff and uh i was i was a big fan of the uh the artwork and the the general vibe of that time so uh it was a good adaptation what do you think of the story it was that that was a little little tugging at the heartstring with how it ended for shard is shard fucking dead that's a great question (laughs) that's a great question great question Shard, shard hopefully shard's not dead no but however folks uh this i can talk to you about So, I have a story for you guys. I found it a little suspicious that the team got this book to be double-sided and just solely reprinted something. You know, an extra 20-something pages, that's good good territory for something more, you know? So, I looked into this. Alright, you guys, I looked into this. As it turns out, when Sonic Universe 50 was first solicited, it was still going to be a standalone story, but it was planned to be an epilogue to Sonic Underground. Now, I am currently looking at the calendar. Uh, it is the year of our Lord 2013. Sonic Underground finished in 1999. Ian, you madman. Triplets born. The, the throne awaits. A seer warns of a deadly fate. Look. More like more, more like six feet underground. <laughs> <laughs> uh, classic. But yeah. Classic. And actually, they went pretty far with the concept. Even... Uh, I have it here. Give me one second. This cover right here was intended to be the cover for Sonic Universe issue 50, drawn by Patrick Spazatine of Sonic, Manic, and Sonya. Just standing there, looking all cool. A different a different time, a different era. Very funny, though. Yeah, so uh, very interesting how at the last minute it was switched around to this. And, folks, I continued to keep digging. I, I was enthralled, and I wanted to reach rock bottom. I found out an interview that Ian gave with uh, one Archie Sonic online about this idea. So to go in to talk about it, Ian, not a fan of underground in concept, as I believe most Sonic fans are, would have preferred a continuation of Sad AM, underground in sync with adventure, blah, blah, blah. The whole point is, is that he pitched Sonic Universe's underground story. And with the Sonic Universe 4 issue format, Issue 50 kind of stood out with how things worked out, so he wanted to take the opportunity to give Underground fans some closure. Ian said he watched Sonic Underground from start to finish, taking notes oh, on God, Karen. I would, I would, I would literally, I, I uh, that that's a that's a greater task than I'm willing to put up. Listen, with. honestly, like with that alone, Sega should have let him do it. Like he's earned it. He's earned it. He. Took notes, locations, characters, lore, wanted it to be a spiritual finale, wanted to do it right. The story never went further than the scripting phase. He wanted it to be, you know, all the friends we made along the way, with the Sonic Underground doing a concert on Angel Island, broadcasting it all, Queen Alina joining the band as a singer, as the literal voice of the people, defeat Robotnik, then time skip to show happily ever afters. So Archie Editorial was fine for it, 
was completely fine with it. Our Ian got no notes. The weird part, though, Sega did approve of the pitch initially. Oh, wait, really? Yeah, they did. Sega approved. But then okay. when the cover was sent to them, they rejected the whole project. Ian has no idea what could have happened. He thinks that there may have been a change in approval staff or maybe Sega did just didn't understand the initial pitch, but... They it, they they saw Sonya and Manic and they were like, fuck no, no, like, no, wait, no, what? no, 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 but regardless, threw the team for a loop. So Ian replaced it with the final story, but the whole thing was just kind of a band-aid on a bullet wound. Diamond Distributions, which if you don't know, it basically has a monopoly on distri distributing comic books, but that's a different story. They require materials to be submitted well in advance for ads, so a blurb and a rough cover was rushed. They had a black and white cover done for approvals, but it really wasn't ideal to switch gears that hard or fast. And then... Ian was asked, do you think Sega or IDW would ever revisit the idea of concluding Sonic Underground or utilizing its continuity or characters? One sentence, not in the foreseeable future. <laughs> Listen, as, as much as I understand Ian's willingness to try and do everything he can for every fan of this franchise, I'm sorry, man. Just... Sometimes it's not worth it. It's just not worth it, man. You've watched all of Sonic Underground. Like, why? <laughs> You took notes on it. You really look. You did your homework, and I appreciate that. Sega should have let you done it just on the principle of that alone. I know, I know. The fact that I mean, he watched all of Sonic Underground is the funniest part. <laughs> yeah, and Ian gives a final note saying that sorry, I wasn't able to give the closure, even if it was out of our hands. But the love for the series is seen, and the community built around it is something to be proud of. Sonic Underground does have its fans. I know one of them. Stopping that sentence. I'm just stopping the sentence there. I'm just, I, all I can think of is the the multitude of frames of the friend or foe episode, the one where they meet Knuckles and how uh, absolutely uh, dire it is. Honestly, folks, if you really just want more Sonic Underground content, just watch Tamers 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Oh, uh, <laughs> yes, yes! Peak fiction! Peak, literally peak fiction. That his that dude's script writing goes way harder than it really should. I don't... Listen, he truly is the ultimate Sonic fan, all right? Yeah, he's stronger than all of us. Deathmatch. Tamers versus Cybershell. Who wins? I, I couldn't tell you, man. I, I, I put my money on Cybershell, but Tamers is a special breed. Unstoppable force versus a movable object. The power of Bartleby will let will will carry him to victory in some fashion. Um. So with all that said, we have move on to our final comic, Sonic the Hedgehog, issue two forty seven. Ian Flynn writing, Evan Stanley doing the art. <sighs> we open on the Arctic tundra. The Death Egg settled into an area. The Legionized Orca are working on restocking and refueling. Team fighters are joining back up with the Arctic Freedom Fighters. Their leader, Guntiver, noticed that Eggman's acting a lot more cautiously than normal. It must have really struck something into him. And Sonic's determined, we are for real gonna rescue Sally this time. Guntiver asked, though, as much as happy as I am to work with you guys, what's the plan? She's roboticized and she's not gonna come quietly. Well, Tails says T-Pup has the tornado prepped and ready to keep Sally disabled, and we got someone working on the next step back home. A little further away... Amy is uh, bundled up in a parka. Still chilly, though. Sonic comments, Hey, it's kind of weird how you're cold when you're the one wearing most of us. Please don't bring that up. Why do you have to... That's just weird. I'm that sorry. weird, weird? 
Why? Anyway, the teams are stationed outside the death egg. They're waiting for the all clear. Irma snuck in to cut in the alarms. And from the looks of things, she did just that. The holographic sign changes from a red stay out to green welcome. That's the call. So team fighters and the Arctic freedom fighters do it to it. Sonic crashes through a wall, finding and destroying more egg swats as Ermine is cutting off power inside. But then more swats are held in place with a cyan aura. And they turn around, our man, Silver the Hedgehog. Although, Sonic, not too pleased to see him. Telling the Arctic Freedom Fighters that this guy, this jerk has been following us. He keeps saying there's a traitor amongst us and it got old real fucking quick. Guntiver also adds, hey, he tried to kill Rotor in our territory too. But Silver says, hey, listen, look, I've been wrong a lot of times, but I, I figured it out this time, I swear. The sign says, stop it. And he's fucking done, bro. He's just like, no, I don't care. Goodbye. Go away. Please. Silver says, listen, no. I swear to you, I figured it out. I can't exactly tell you who it was that helped me, though. Tails, though, only asks, is the true king involved? And Silver panics, thinking, "What? how, how could you have known? So Tails tells Sonic, hear him out. Just please trust me. Just hear him out. So then Silver begins. In his era, all that people remember is that there is a traitor to the Freedom Fighters in this era. One of them does something that destroys the team, then everything fell apart from there. And right now, I'm running out of time. <laughs> yeah, says the time traveler. I'm serious. Your team is already falling apart. Sally is a killer robot. Antoine's in a coma. And Bunny has disappeared. And Eggman is attacking the world with the Death Egg. And Nogus is planning terrible things to do to the people of the city. Look, I know I've made mistakes, but I've done proper research this time. And I'm confident your traitor is Princess Sally Acorn. She's the one responsible for the state of my future. I want to give a shout out to the paneling here because we see Silver like in this morning state and there are snowflakes falling down reflecting the shocked faces of the Arctic Freedom Fighters. It's just an awesome like visual. Big ups, Evan. Good job. Beautiful. Beautiful. Everyone freaks out. And uh, Tails is like, hold it, hold it. You better be able to back that up. And he says that he can because he's changed his mission. He's not here to destroy the traitor. He's here to save her. Meanwhile, in New Mobotropolis, Nicole, she is opening a brand new, newly restored Castle Acorn with the power of the Nanites. In this scene, Nicole whispers to Rotor, look, I know Nogus is deathly ill, but I thought at least his agent would be here right now. Rotor says the less we see of them, the better. Very true. Yes correct nicole tells rotor basically just have heart the, the guy's dying and she built something for him to try to stave it off but she thinks she may have not completed it in time but then purple energy comes from the castle breaking through the walls rotor tells everyone get back and away from the building nicole's doing her best to hold everything together but it's just like with the power station rotor asks, is the pit expanding or something nicole says it's not but something's interfering with her connection to the nanites Coding's being erased, signals are being jammed, some are even self-destructing. I can stabilize it, but that's all I can do. Then in the crowd, Cheese flies back to Cream with the Tails doll in hand. Cream says, thanks for finding it, and she kind of scolds it for disappearing. I've been trying to keep you safe and find your owner, and you keep disappearing. Kind of like how you disappeared at the concert and at the Civic Center. Then the realization. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, she she realizes it's the doll. 
and asks Cheese to take the doll home. Getting to Mr. Roder and telling him basically that the doll is the problem. It's the reason the nanites have been falling apart. When Cream relaxes though, she says, I- I'm sorry, that-, that sounded more convincing in her head. But Roder says, no, don't apologize. That's very observant. And honestly, that does sound like something Eggman would do. So where's the doll now? Back at my house. Okay, so here's what we're gonna do. So back at the Northern Tundra Egg Bunker, Silver begins to explain that his entire theory was based on the premise of maliciousness. But he didn't take into account that the reason Sally is the traitor is because she was turned against them. And that this specifically is the final point where we can change things around. Because that's where the history ends. Yep, history just lost the details. Everything kind of fell apart, and eventually there were no freedom fighters left to stop the villains. And now you're going to go in there to the heart of the Death Egg? I think this is my last chance to turn things around. But Amy says Sally didn't betray anybody. She's not a traitor. Though Ermine pipes up and says this kind of does add up. 200 years worth of devastation, freedom fighters gone, the person accountable wasn't was of her free will, and didn't remember anything at all. Sonic even finishes that they may have not even remembered that roboticization existed. There never was a traitor. You got the motive wrong. Ah, history got it wrong. But I have the motive now. We're saving Sally and stopping Eggman. And I'm gonna help. Well, is that gonna fix the future? I don't know. But it's a start. With that understanding, Sonic accepts Silver and his help. So we gotta keep moving as before. Now we can work with Fernhead's psychic Mumbo Jumbo into the mix. And Silver is seen uh, fixing his quills in the background. <laughs> Amy asks, hey, how did you know that we would be here now? Silver responds, uh, I'm psychic. Yeah. Yeah, he's psychic, smile. So, what's the plan? Guntifer says Flip found an underwater tunnel that can connect us right to the Death Egg's corridor. We'll be taking that and sneaking right in under Eggman's nose. They walk through a dark pipe. Sonic feels a little uncomfortable that he's surrounded essentially by water in this rickety pipe, but Guntifer warns them that Ucklet's pod is everywhere. Speak softly and walk carefully. Silver comments that it's pretty dark though, and then uses his psychokinesis to create a light. But that light reveals them. Ocklet and his pod have surrounded the tunnel. Good going. Nice! The whales begin to attack them from inside. Swimmers, go cover everyone. Silver has the rest encased in a psychic air bubble, as Sonic and Tails do a combo spin dash to go outside and fight Ocklet directly. But then he realizes that Silver's power is the same one that touched his pod, and he wants vengeance. Signal call, attack Silver directly. That psychic shockwave breaks Silver's bubble, leading everyone to try to get to the surface and get away, leaving them safe from Ocklet in the water. However... Despite that, he fires another sonar blast. Silver blocks it with his ESP, calling Akla to signal all the Egg Swats to fight them and toss their bodies back into the water. Sonic and the teams are ready to fight, as inside the Death Egg, Orbot, Cubot, and Eggman are looking on at the security feeds. They see the invasion, wondering why that bunker didn't signal them. Eggman calls Mecha Sally, go to the lower decks and take out team fighters, and anything else with a pulse, no prisoners. Eggman starts to lose it again. We have to set off the Genesis Wave now before Sonic ruins everything again. Orbot, ready the interdimensional portal. Albert, better be ready to go. Whoa, what? I don't what? know. What? Huh? What? Huh? Who? Huh? Huh? Uh, th- that name sounds very familiar, doesn't it? Uh, uh, n- never mind, never mind, never mind, never mind. Keep yeah, yeah, yeah. Sally is, uh, you know, leading the charge, uh, attacking her former comrades as Augustus, 
blocks a shot for Ermine. Sonic gets right up in front of Sally, set, letting her know that she's coming home before she promptly responds. Thank you for the point blank shot, sweetie. Ooh. Ouchies. Yikes. Meanwhile, Cream and Vanilla are having a very clear fake conversation as the Tails doll sits in uh, the room overhearing it. The assumption is made that the Tails doll no longer has to be seen. It gets up, moves out of the bed, and starts to slurp up energy. Then is ambushed by all of Team Freedom. Including Nicole. She sees that it was the thing that's just been interfering with her nanites. Cream only asks, what do you have to say for yourself? So then the Tails doll gets up and it begins to speak. Self-repair complete. Objective. Destroy power plant to weaken city. Destroy power scrubbers. Making the city susceptible to Robotropolis' nuclear waste. Objective. Destroy team freedom. And as it talks, the Tails doll absorbs nanites to turn itself into just... A fucking gruesome monster. The only way I can describe it is... Y'all know Mara from Shin Megami Tensei? Yes. Yeah, it's Mara. It's straight up Mara. It's nuts. Yeah, there's also... I medically call it... This is a medical term. Vagina datata to it. Hakuna Vatata? <laughs> That's a medical term. Yeah, it's a medical term. Anyways, we cut back. Sally missing the shot thanks to Tails pushing Sonic out of the way. But preparing another one. Silver using his ESP to lock down Sally. And then the white wave. It's happening again. Silver not being able to comprehend this. What's this? A, a time shift? Oh no, this is... <gasps> now folks, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. I hate to, to burst everyone's bubble. Um, current story's over. Yep, this is where it stops. And when we say stop, we literally mean stop. Yeah. So I'd like you to remember the past 247 issues. When we next return, you probably have a lot of questions. Hope you guys are ready to go to court. <laughs> we've got a lawsuit to talk about. Yeah. Uh, we've been a little hesitant to talk about some things, folks. Uh, if you guys remember from that little buffer episode that we did in between the classic era to Ian Flynn's era... There was a big thing that we failed to mention because we said it wasn't the time to talk about it. The time will be next episode. And folks, we have some information on our hands that will blow the case wide open. Fresh information. Information that not everyone has access to. For that reason, the episode will be using a very specific language in very specific format. We will be very curt. We will not be using our typical, very loose language. We'll be a lot more specific. See you in court, friends!